the pizza party podcast and half of us are not here normally but uh i'm pan pizza who are you people i'm izzy i'm zach <laughs> i'm tara and who are you people well, i mean what were you you two specifically who are who are you two why did you replace jim and nolan <laughs> I don't... we killed them guys <laughs> don't say that Shh, they'll believe it the fans will believe that you really did kill them and had them replaced. No joke. Like, if someone's gone for, like, a week or longer, like, two weeks, even two weeks, it's just, like, they're dead. They're no longer a part of the podcast. Like, they legitimately yeah. think they've been written off. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's what happened to Ken. Like, no one knows what happened to Ken. Or they oh. think they just watched Rocket Power for... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the new Jim because my voice is... Shoobies. <laughs> yeah, but who are you people? Okay, I'm, I'm Zach, and I'm the... Uh, co-creator of a cartoon called Long Gone Gulch, and I also work at uh, Warner Brothers on uh, everyone's favorite show. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's called Teen Titans Go. Yay! <laughs> I also worked at, like, at Tip Mouse, doing, like, animation stuff for Super Jail, Motor City, and I did character designs on the, the first season of Rick and Morty. Ah, that's awesome. That's cool. I had a question. I have a question about the character design thing. Yeah. So was it like purpose that every character seemed like they had like a – or every alien or creature had like a ball sack somewhere on their design? <laughs> was that like – was that part yes. of the – Okay. <laughs> so like my my first day of work, like I met with the art director and he was like, oh, yeah. So like whenever you're designing like an alien or something, like try to add like a dick or a butt, <laughs> something that looks like balls. <laughs> Cause Justin Vagina. really, yeah. Cause Justin really likes that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, were they just looking at your designs and thinking, it's like, yeah, this is good, but you know, can you <laughs> add more dicks on here? And was it always dicks? Was there ever like a chance for vagina or anything along the lines of that? Yeah. Oh, de- definitely. Anything phallic, boobs, vaginas. Uh, <laughs> you know that I, I designed a. Uh, gonorrhea monster from the um, Anatomy Park episode. Oh, I love that episode. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the best ones. And his his head is just kind of like you know a, a dickhead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it has the ball sack chin thing, right? I think I think he has ball sack arms or something. Rick and Morty has some of my favorite designs and just like world building. Oh yeah, like they're they've gotten crazier. Like I only worked on the first season and I I did more like incidental monsters background characters, but yeah, I, I did get to do some like crazy monsters. He did a lot of the Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like my time to shine. <laughs> and the, the scary Terry kids in the classroom. Buckle up, bitch. Ah! Man, he sure says bitch a lot. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. I'm still waiting for them to ever go back to that Cronenberg universe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they totally should because there's like a hundred designs and it would probably be easier if they just reuse those <laughs> <laughs> and tara who are you uh i work at disney and i do character designs on the mickey mouse shorts mm. <gasps> okay <laughs> led, led by paul rudish yeah i did development in uh, at disney for a few years before that and i did storyboard revisions and prop design before that 
and I've just been on Mickey ever since. Any particular shows you worked on before Mickey? Uh, most of them were all put on the shelf. They're just things in oh. development that never went anywhere. Damn. So like yeah. f- pilots that never saw the light of day? Yeah, which was kind of sad since they were like, oh, do this scene with a, a bus that is it's like a huge chase scene with this bus. And I remember like having to ink all these and do all these crazy shots of the characters like jumping out of it and stuff. And they're like, oh. Uh, we're gonna get rid of that. <laughs> oh, like, did it get animated? Uh, I think it was one of those um, those animatic cleaned up uh, animatics where it's like sort of animated, but it's still kind of like a fancier storyboard mm-hmm. with color and everything. But yeah. I still had fun on it. Like, I got paid to do it, so it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all that matters. Yeah. But also, uh, since it's shelved and put away. Doesn't that mean also the person that was like the creator of that can't even like promote those characters or anything? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're Disney's now. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't even put them on your like portfolio or anything. Uh, I could. I, I mean, I haven't really asked if I could have like or I haven't like asked for permission. I just thought like it was on the shelf and it would stay there. So. But I was listening to some other podcasts you guys were in just to see if your audio quality was any good. But didn't you also work for Slave Labor Graphics? I did for a little bit. Uh, what'd you do? Uh, I did um, I did some comic book stuff with Jonin. I forget what the book was called. It was like Strange Eggs? Yeah, no, Strange Eggs and yeah, yeah, I think it was just Strange Eggs, but yeah, that was like a collab comic with different people. And then I was doing something with another writer who sadly passed away, so that's probably mm. why the book never got made. <laughs> Ouch. He did the he did, Punch and Judy. Yeah, Punch and Judy and the Igor comic book. But mm-hmm. I was with them for a, a little while, which was cool. And Dan Vado was cool. Yeah, if only my sister Emily was right here. I mean, she, she would love that. <laughs> she would love to hear more about Slave Labor Graphics because uh, her username online is Slave Lover Graphite. <laughs> it was a fun experience. I loved working with comic books, uh, but I knew I wanted to get into animation at one point in time. Mm-hmm. This was like back when I was in high school when. Uh, slave la- when I was working at Slave Labor. I mean, is the training for, like, ma- making animation similar to making comic books? No. Not really, since I went into design work, so uh. <laughs> I wanted just to try a little bit of everything to see what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If, with that out of the way, we can uh, talk about Long Gone Gulch, but uh, first off, the next video is I'm not sure what it's gonna be. I think I'm gonna finally do the Coconut Fred Fruit Salad <laughs> Island review that someone requested on my Patreon. Hopefully that, uh, because I'm way ahead and I don't have, I don't know, it's confusing. But anyway, let's get into... I think we, Tara knows the guy who worked on that. Yeah, Yeah. Matt Denner. Does he have any regrets? I don't know what his... He has no regrets at all. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know what his views are on that. I never asked him about that particular uh, show, but he was like on Shell and Showdown and stuff too. Ah, yeah. Well, he's he's what made that show good, right? Yeah. I don't know, because I remember like listening to uh, Rob Paulson, the voice of Coconut Fred's podcast, and he was talking about, like, yeah, that was a total SpongeBob ripoff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he said it was good, but he was he still called it a SpongeBob ripoff. It kind of is. Like. <laughs> like, WB wants to forget that ever happened. A lot of people do. But I guess let's get into the news, which is Long Gone Gulch. This is CNN. Yay. <laughs> All right, so why are you people here exactly? Uh, well, to talk to you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> About what? We're 
we're doing a Kickstarter because we want to make a pilot for our idea, which is called Long Gone Gulch. And it's, um, it's a Western fantasy-themed cartoon about uh, it's like a mystical town where all these creatures of legend, myth, folklore kind of coexist mm-hmm. uh, happily. You know, it's kind of like um, they kind of end up there because in the real world, um, you know, they're persecuted and they can't really uh live a normal life you know yeah so it's kind of closed in by this dust cloud so no one can really get in and it's mostly about the two sheriffs snag and rawhide do you want to go in? okay <laughs> i don't know if you wanted to come in i will later <laughs> uh rawhide is uh the only human girl to be born and raised in the gulch since it's kind of like all these creatures kind of end up here to just settle down and uh snag is the only human to enter the gulch from outside so he's he's a normie as you put it <laughs> that's the word i always use yeah <laughs> if no one was here he'd disapprove of that but he's not oh <laughs> yeah we don't need him we need we have you guys to replace them <laughs> don't say that <laughs> or they're dead remember we want to do like like keep the elements of a classic western but like modernize certain things yeah. but add our own flavor to it so like the setting would be mostly western but there will be other influences like other other areas they can go to that aren't as western themed i mean how far does that a uh, fog that blocks out everything else extend Pretty far. <laughs> Pretty far. So. As far as the story needs to be, yeah. Yes. yes. They can keep discovering new areas. Well, the folklore is from everywhere around the world, so there can be mm-hmm. like a China area and a like Alpine area. Like it's just we want to pick different things from different parts of the world that mm-hmm. we can make a story about. And then we'll make up, you know, folklore and things influenced by stuff we like or, you know, folklore doesn't have to be I mean, it's not really real, you know? Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, we can play with that and do our own our own twists and and stuff. For the pilot, what what's the uh, pilot episode about exactly? Um, it depends on how much money we raise because we have two different pilots we want to do. Like we want to do an origin pilot at some point where it's like how they get to the gulch. Mm-hmm. But then, I think for this pilot, uh, it might just be a one off where we don't get too. F- too into like the origin and it just like starts because uh that's how a lot of pilots work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it would make people want to see more of like the world yeah just yeah to see how a basic episode would play out yeah but what we want to focus more on the characters so it might just be like a character driven episode Mm -hmm. yeah we want to focus on snag and rawhide and their dynamic like rawhide is um she's a little more kind of outgoing and like kind of shoots shoots for the stars and she has all these big crazy ideas and snag is a little more grounded because he's from the real world mm-hmm. so we want to we want to play with that dynamic in the pilot but it would be it wouldn't be um the origin the, the first episode yeah with the lore and all that probably won't all fit since it's only going to be like 10 minutes yeah we I mean, want it to be it's we want it to be just like enough to. its own its own episode, just so you can see what a regular episode of the show would be like. Who will animate it? Will it just be you two guys, or would you um, hire someone? We have some friends that are interested in in working on it. I want about like 
five or six animators and then and most of them are from the industries but yeah yeah and i'll be animating two on it like the majority would probably be you yeah um you know i'll be storyboarding it and then me and tara will do all the designs and we have a couple people who want to do backgrounds for us I want to tell everyone so bad, like, who's working on it, but it's a lot of good people. <laughs> we, if it gets funded, we'll, we'll say who's working on it. But basically, the Kickstarter is to, like, have the fans and supporters involved with the process, as well as, like, the money is going to our crew so that we can pay them respectfully for their talent and hard work. Yeah. And, like, people are thinking, like, this is a small amount to pay for a whole crew, but we're, we've already been, been de- developing this for a while, and had people on board already, and we're like in the storyboard phase already. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just want to pay like our friends. Like that's pretty much where the money is going to. And uh, yeah, we're small. We're not like a big com- company or anything. So like uh, they would be working on it like in their off time because yeah. they all have jobs too and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we're working off of creativity. Like none of the money is going to go to us. It's just for yeah. everyone else because we feel bad like we want them to do like get paid for good work yeah which is which is awesome because like uh i've 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 not actually been part of a kickstart but i've seen enough where most of the time it's just usually we're gonna pay ourselves like we're looking for that you know and it we're and sometimes it's not so bad when it's like oh we're quitting our jobs and we're gonna work on this full-time so we need something to be able to pay bills and that's what the money is yeah no we we have jobs and like we've been working on this on the side it's like our only thing we work on on the side besides like art shows and stuff so it's like we don't need the money it's like we just want to get it funded so it can be faster to make and uh, produce it yeah, yeah. I, I know some people like they factor in like some money for themselves because some I guess sometimes like they quit their job. We're we're still gonna be working and and working on this at the same time. Yeah, we made that trailer on our spare time, and it took us two months, and it was just us two. So to animate all those particular scenes. Uh huh. Ah, yeah. They look great, by the way. Mm-hmm. I had we had one friend do a couple extra scenes, but. The majority is us. On, like, the weekends doing this in our straight time. Yeah. So it's like, we could do it. <laughs> if we had more people involved, it'll just be, like, a faster process. Yeah. Where did the idea come about? <laughs> I think we, we were watching, like, a Western film, and we were like, oh, man, like, like, we love Westerns. How come there's no Western cartoons? Let's try to make one. That's cool. <laughs> there's Western cartoons, like... Recently, though? <laughs> you know, there's... There's uh, Cowboys of Moo Mesa. <laughs> okay, in the, la- in the last, like, five years, what, what <laughs> Western cartoon has there been? Uh, Rango? That's, Rango. that's a movie, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I'm talking cartoon series. Well, in general, the, the Western has pretty much fizzled out. What yeah. is there a Disney Junior show? Calico? Cali Western show? Cal- Calico Cat or something? I forget. But that's Disney Junior. I know, it's yeah. Disney I'm not a child. I, I mean, know, it's a stretch. <laughs> I mean, despite <laughs> how I act and the fact that I still live with my parents, you know, I'm not right. a, I still have some standards, you know. I'm not watching Nick Jr. I mean, like, you know, I, maybe I would if I woke up like past, if I woke up before like noon or something, but you know. <laughs> That's not fair. You can't like cross it off because of the technicality of you, you don't wake up early enough to watch your <laughs> kids' up. cartoons. <laughs> I think people... What people think about westerns is they think they're 
boring, <laughs> and they think it's just something their grandpa watches. They, they do seem kind of outdated at this point. Yeah. Like, there, there's something that seems stale about well, not yours, but I'm just saying, like, when I think of Western, I think of older. Yeah, yeah but people, like, uh, I guess a lot of film buffs know, like, the Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns and that's kind of what we're more inspired by because those are amazing they're very limited but the moments in that are in it are so impactful yeah. and like epic you you said a good thing about it i don't remember oh <laughs> i don't you, remember you said like i said a lot of it's things. like it's it's sort they're sort of like superheroes but it's a little more realistic yeah but still out there yeah mm-hmm. like if you watch like the good the bad and the ugly it's this epic epic movie but it's just about these three guys that want some money (laughs) they're trying to find some money buried in this grave and like we hardly know anything about any of them these three guys we don't even know like their real names except for the one guy Tuco. but yeah we like we're just inspired by that like but we also because everyone thinks of westerns i think of Dirt and John Brown Wayne. and just like Wasteland, but we want to like, Desert, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, ours would be like more lush and we want to do the opposite of a Western, like it'd still be a Western environment, but we want to add like no Browns, just everything's going to be like super bright. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does look a lot colorful than one would have expected a Western to look yeah. well, a Western cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So your main character does have bright red hair, and the other one's uh, very green oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just want it to pop. We want the the world to pop, and yeah. then just that western element, kind of like on the the side. But you know, like yeah, I met you two at Comic Con this this past Comic Con, and uh, these characters look suspiciously like you too. <laughs> That's what everyone says. <laughs> it was meant to be that when we were developing these characters, they went through a lot. Of designs. <laughs> I mean, did you like design the characters first and like uh, change your hairstyles to it? Or <laughs> the other way around? Did you morph your it's, face? Like That's... this pilot's really old, and we—I've gone through a lot of hairstyles. I've gone through a lot of hairstyles, so maybe we became the characters like <laughs> as time went on, but it, it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. But we have like different hair and stuff now. Like Zach doesn't have a pompadour anymore, and <laughs> to be fair, like. All characters are based on the creators. Yeah. I mean, like, the the Adventure Time pilot, like, Finn was called Penn. <laughs> and Gravity Falls, like, it's Fish just him is, him is Hirsch playing. and his sister. <laughs> I mean, the most useful advice I ever got was uh, in some bonus feature for Billy and Mandy's DVD is uh, Maxwell Adams, the creator, saying how every character you create is a part of you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, when you write, you're just you're taking your experiences and knowledges, and you're and you're putting it into uh, a story. Yeah, you can't write what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like every character I create has some sort of aspect about me in there somewhere. But I always thought about like you know just dressing up as like my Emily character and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Pan. So you, you don't know. want to be the Rebel Taxi Pan. You want to be that character. Yes, <laughs> Emily Vasquez. I mean, I, it'll work because I do the voice, and you know it's. I would paint myself green, and it'll it'll kind of be like my version of uh, Tyler Perry's Medea, you know? <laughs> like, imagine a whole series of uh, Emily films. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> Emily goes to prison or hell or uh would it be candid people that you're interacting with <laughs> just make it the worst most awful like cringe inducing franchise you know like wait, uh wait 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 pan pan if we can get Jim to write it oh. you can voice it I can animate it we can make a rebel taxi cartoon no it has to be live action so I have to put on the outfit <laughs> you can put on the outfit while you record that's the lines the the- <laughs> that'd be sad if I just dress up as the character in the recording booth like no one's seen it the whole point is he wants to dress up. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, okay, okay, Pan, Pan, I told you, I told you, you don't have to wait to come out of the closet. Shut up. <laughs> My God. This won't have what he wants. Hey, I'd, I'd donate to that Kickstarter. Yeah. I mean, look, Emily's a very easy cosplay to work out, <laughs> which you can buy the Emily shirts in the description somewhere. God damn it, Pan. Do it on the Kickstarter for Long Gone Gulch. Do that first. Which, you guys choosing a Western, while it's, like, no one's doing Westerns, can be also a big strength because it's going to stand out compared to other cartoons because there's really nothing else doing anything remotely close to it. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Yeah, we just, we want this to be a gateway so people be like, Westerns are cool. Like, they can be different and new again. Like, someone can modernize it. For anyone who doesn't watch Westerns, to just watch all the movies by Sergio Leone and then... Um, all the spaghetti westerns are like really crazy, and like if you like Tarantino movies, like he he takes lots of stuff from those. Or you can just watch uh, Adam Sandler's film. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ridiculous Six. You can also watch that. You know, I guess watch that first to see how terrible something can be, and then watch watch like a a Clint Eastwood film just to understand how great it, something. <laughs> In this genre, could be you know like work backwards. Lower your expectations so you'll be blown away. Oh man, <laughs> that don't work. And I like the the fact that the main character is a greaser, like a rockabilly oh, look yeah. to him. Yeah, it's really neat. We, um, there's a story behind that. But... We love rockabilly. We love fifties. Yeah, he's kind of like the Mad Max, so he's gonna mm-hmm. be the audience. And... Mm-hmm. We we see like the things through his eyes, and since Rawhide knows everything about the gulch she grew up there she'll like kind of explain it and he'll put his like rockabilly twist like you guys don't know what this is you know yeah Mm -hmm. so it's the the only characters from a modern well modern times i assume like i guess yes for now that reminds me like i I love during halloween uh you would always like get make these mixtapes oh you've seen those yeah a long time ago i downloaded them Oh, There's man. so much, and he keeps making more, and I just don't know how he can find so much Halloween music. I, that's what I think every year. I'm like, all right, this is probably going to be my last year. <laughs> I think I'll ride it up, and then I'll find some more, and people just keep asking me. I think I think this year might be the last no. year. Okay, explain what that is. Uh, what those oh, are. so I started, like, getting really obsessed with Halloween in, like, high school, and I was, like, wanting to listen to some Halloween music, so I would just kind of try to find songs that would be good for Halloween. And but there would always be just, like, the Monster Mash. Like, the same five songs. <laughs> yeah, people just think, like, oh, Monster Mash and Thriller. <laughs> and I found, like, I found, like, so much. And I had, like, like a thousand songs. And I was like, I should do, like, some kind of, like, downloadable mix. So Where you don't get in trouble by all the people. So it's free. Well, yeah, it's for free. And so they're called uh, 
candy-coated cackles. There's about, like, 19 of them, and I drew the covers for each of them, and I edit in, like, clips from horror movies and... uh, Old promos. Yeah, Count Chocula commercials, like, in between the songs. (laughs) All all those uh, spook house uh, drive-in theater promotions. I love those. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, question, question. What is your guys' favorite... Um, horror themed cereal. <laughs> um, most important question of the podcast: Wheaties. Wheaties. What? <laughs> no, I don't know how many horror themed cereals there are. Booberry, Frankenberry. I mean, those the, the, the four. That's it. The, Chocolate. I'm sure there's like a dozen. Like, I'm looking them up. I like fruit root. <laughs> I think. I think blueberry is my favorite. It tastes the best to me. I but like, I, I like mixing all of them together. I like blueberries. The Monster Mash cereal? Yeah. I like blueberries' little nipple piercings I used to have in the old shorts. Oh, God. <laughs> Those were so funny. The first commercial with him, he had these chains, and they're attached to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> if, that's, if I find that and it's true, I'm just going to put that as the thumbnail on the uh, podcast. <laughs> I always... That's so bizarre. It's like, why were they there? It's, oh, yeah. Okay. Just look up Fine. first first Booberry commercial. He he has like a chain and it's like attached to the cereal. And then there's like, they're attached to his nipples. <laughs> it's like those uh clamps that someone would use to torture someone with a car battery, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's how Booberry died. <laughs> oh, no. He's attached to the thing that killed him. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. pretty terrifying. It's like 13 ghosts terrifying. Jeez. Yeah. I always wanted to make make a cartoon based on on those guys and make it really really dark and awful <laughs> that sounds like it'd be from rick and morty or something yeah i'm sure they'll get to it for me Uh-oh. okay okay so here's all the uh monster themed breakfast cereals you have count chocula frankenberry booberry fruit brute and then fruity yummy mummy yeah <laughs> his catchphrase was just <laughs> it was that's that's according to Wik- the wikipedia that's what it yep. says I mean, if uh, aliens count as a, a monster, um, th- there's also Quisp cereal. I love that stuff, but I can't find it anywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess they did a promo for it where it came back. Yeah, like a and few the, years ago, yeah. There was a comic on the back drawn by John Kay. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Who is this? Is John Kay? That's crazy. I guess loves Quisp so much. Like I, I was looking at the old commercials for Quisp cereal, and the Quisp guy always talked like this, and he was always an asshole. Like I hated his voice. Like why would anyone buy cereal from this little asshole? I don't know. Maybe that's why they stopped selling it. Good, but it tasted so good, and it's like, well, I'm trying to think, like, what was the... There's clearly other cereals with this flavor, but I just don't know what it is. It looks, I guess it looks like Corn Pops, but I haven't had Corn Pops in years, so I don't know if that's what it tastes like. Are Corn Pops still a thing? I think so. Because that seems like something that just vanished. I never liked Corn Pops. (laughs) Gotta have my Pops. I like them, actually. Throw them in the garbage. <laughs> oh, no. I like I like pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't use all the cool cereal slogans like they used to. Like, um, uh, what was the Jack cereal? Apple Jacks. 
Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, where there's always some sort of intellectual, profound question asking like, how can we like apple jacks if they don't taste like apples? And, and they went with this. I'm the cinnamon. Stop motion guys. Yeah. They were kind of creepy. Yeah, those guys. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like a, a cinnamon stick and a, a cherry or an apple. Oh, yeah. oh it was an apple because it's, it's apple jacks. Apple. I wasn't thinking. It always looked like a cherry to me. The, the whole like theme of it was uh, the cinnamon and apple racing to the taste bud beforehand, and the cinnamon always wins. And he's like, I'm the cinnamon. I'm the winamon. <laughs> so racist. <laughs> Cereal commercials, they always just had the same stories. It's like, can't have my cereal, and then they take it, like or they, they race to the cereal. It's like, I want to see, I want to see like a different, different story I, involving the cereal. I, I something guess. more, something with some more depth, you know? I like the Powerpuff Girl episode where they did that. <laughs> Which one was that? Like, they had, there's a mascot who just wanted cereal, and then the Powerpuff Girls just like beat him up, and it's super really bad oh. for him. Oh. Yeah, some rabbit with a captain's hat. Yes. Is that a later one? Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I remember. Okay, it's yeah. starting to come back to me. It's like season two-ish. I don't know. It looked pretty old, pretty dated oh, from the, okay. you know. I just think of cereal mascots. I think of that episode. <laughs> but speaking of rabbits, uh, you said that all of it's usually the someone racing to something. But isn't the tricks rabbit like literally just a guy who's like addicted to cereal? And everyone's... <laughs> yeah, the kids are trying to get it. I just want some variety in my cereal commercials. <laughs> or I mean, the tricks rabbit, his name, his face is on the freaking box. Like, let these kids <laughs> should just let him have his own goddamn cereal. Well, I know. The sugar bear, like, eats the cereal and beats everybody up, so. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that mascot. <laughs> sugar bear is stupid and he's smug and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. His cereal tastes awful, too. Yeah. He was a, like a Bing Crosby bear. He's like, get away from my sugar bear. <laughs> I mean, there was also Diggums, that, that frog. Like, he was never appealing to me. Yeah. The, the smack. Hey, oh, 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 okay, <laughs> okay, okay. The Rice Krispie Treat one. So the, the, those little fuckers, they uh, they went okay. and made people cereal better by making oh, yeah. them snack, crackle, and pop. Yeah. So, I just remember that 90s commercial where they're super 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was. But what if, like, okay, so, like, snap, crackle, and pop, they come in, and, like, that's just the sound the cereal makes, right? Mm-hmm. What if, like, the person's deaf and they can't, like... Well, thanks like, for nothing. Like, what can they do? <laughs> It's fucking useless now. Yeah, so I want to see that cereal commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an enjoyable cereal commercial at all. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I, w- I want some variety. Yeah. I want some pressing cereal commercials. No. <laughs> well, at, at least with the the old Apple Jacks commercial, they were asking a profound question. Like, why do we eat Apple Jacks if they don't taste like apples? Maybe yeah. didn't someone say like when you grow up you don't taste the apple taste anymore so that's why grown ups don't understand the taste of apple jacks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> also, uh, was it uh, Captain? No, no, not Captain Crunch. It was because um, Captain Crunch just shows up with the cereal. Yeah, yeah he hey, just check this busts out. through the freaking wall like Kool Aid man. Kool Aid man of cereal <laughs> with his goddamn ship on land somehow and just ruins everybody's house and just gives everyone cereal like that's supposed to make up for it well you don't trust that guy because he's not even a captain yeah he's, he's, those damn things are a lie like there's the, an improper amount of stripes on his sleeve so he's an, actually an admiral and not a captain oh man he's, he's a, a fraud 
And Cinnamon Toast Crunch, they have the can you see why kids love? Me want honeycomb. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <gasps> no. Remember that guy? Yeah, no. was he like, he the looked CG like CG guy? <laughs> the Crash Bandicoot and like the Tasmanian Devil like had a, a horrible baby. Oh, yeah. holy child. Aborted it. And that would be that guy. Jeez, like they don't have that commercial anymore. But people, anyone younger reading, listening to this podcast, uh, look up the uh, Me Want Honeycomb commercial. <laughs> this was the worst mascot of the 2000s. Just like it's just some regular guy who just wants to eat some cereal and he just transforms into this. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, basically Crash Bandicoot. Abomination. <laughs> this abomination. I- I'm so upset that, like, because we're already committed to Booberry nipple rings, but, like, uh, the picture that I just, because I Googled me want honeycombs, and, like, the first thing that popped up my phone is this picture of, like, this uh, young, dark-skinned kid just kind of, like, looking like, ah, and then, like, the creature behind him staring, and it went perfect for the image. Oh, no. Put all the images. Fine, just just put the face of that CG guy on the head of the nipple ring Booberry. So sure. two birds with one stone. We can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, I can't think of any other mascots that. Hmm. Or I mean, I don't see as much mascot commercials as I normally did years ago. Like, kids are still eating cereal, right? <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's still thing. I, I see. Well, it's uh, all mascots now, or it's all like celebrity endorsements now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, for um the, the Pebbles commercial the for Fruity Pebbles, like they got rid of. Fred and Barney, and now it's just like kids doing extreme stuff and skateboarding and riding their bikes, and they have like a weird remix of Yabba Dabba Doo. But Barney, we got fired. (laughs) John Cena cereal? John Cena, my cereal. (laughs) Yeah, oh, they had a joint venture like with. Wait, was that okay? Did they work together on the cereal, or was it just the uh, Flintstones meet John Cena? Maybe he was no. on the box. John Cena has his own cereal. No, he doesn't. I thought it was on Free Pebbles. Oh, was it? I think so. I would only buy the John Cena cereal if you open up the box and it plays his theme. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were two cereals, like one with Fred and one with John Cena, and like one with it was like two different cereals, and it was like pick a side, Fred or John Cena. <laughs> oh man, such a hard, such a hard decision. I found it so strange that uh, Pebbles uh, is also the name of Fred's uh, daughter. So it's like you think Fred ever just came home from like his house and just saw Barney consuming Pebbles, the baby, just like as a cannibal. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? Like, why? Barney, my pebbles! The baby. Uh-huh. Wilma's like, Fred, what are you doing? I'm eating no, no. pebbles. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry, Fred. She was delicious. Uh-huh. Sorry, Fred. Uh, your baby was uh, really delicious. Uh, sorry. Barney, I'm gonna kill you! And then it's that run cycle thing. That yes, like... yes, the stupid, <laughs> <laughs> the stupid backgrounds that never end. <laughs> I don't know if cartoons still do that today. Like I used to see cartoons making fun of that, but I never see them like actually do it unironically now. I want to no. do it. It should be in things still. It's funny. You could have a long gone Gulch episode where they're trapped in a Hanna Barbera cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> like it's kind of sad now like um it's you just see the parodies of like the extended background that constantly repeats but you never see the actual backgrounds repeated unironically so it's like the magic is lost the joke is ruined yeah i mean this is why we need to keep like terrible cliches alive that way we can make fun of them still <laughs> otherwise what's the point well, that's why that, isn't that why we keep like the simpsons around how dare you Oh. Aww. That way we can keep making Seth MacFarlane styled sitcoms that Yay. are like obviously uh, subverting the trope of The Simpsons. Yay. <laughs> oh, but is that all for serial mascots? And we can. That was a big tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's. I could go on about the Count Choculas. I got like a, co- a collection of Count Chocula toys and stuff. Why <laughs> would anyone have a collection of Count he, Chocula toys? He has it. He has Whoa, 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 whoa. I saw at the flea market the other day, they actually have Captain Crunch. Like, there's a line of Captain Crunch toys. Mm -hmm. As if there's other characters aside from Captain Crunch. What? Yeah. (laughs) If they had Captain Crunch himself, I would have bought it. Oh, yeah, that awkward time when the serial mascot had, like, a group of friends that appeared for a year and just vanished. Oh. Yeah, they they went to the same place that all the um, the Mayor McCheese and all the oh. McDonald characters went. Oh no! Yeah, we never see Grimace and uh, the wait. No, I think we, we see Birdie it. or Berta or no Birdie. The Birdie, Birdie, the early bird, uh, the Hamburglar, the Fry yeah, Kids. Who's the Moon guy? Um, um, Moon tonight, I think. Yeah, Mac he was, tonight. He was cool. Oh, I yeah, thought... Mac, although um, people on the internet just took his commercials and just made a bunch of racist parodies. Where oh, <laughs> they, they ruined Mac tonight. Moon man is not racist. Oh man, you know, looking back at it, I like that. Like when McDonald's was allowed to advertise with mascots, so, like everything we do gets a character. Our, yeah. our breakfast menu got early bird. Uh, the, the the late night drive through got the fucking moon person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think Grimace now. started out as a shake monster. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think uh, that that all vanished after um, uh, Super Size Me came about, didn't it? Oh. Yeah. Um. Basically, from what I remember, it's um, all the fast food chains were no longer allowed to market to kids with cartoon and mascot characters. And the only reason why McDonald's gets to keep Ronald McDonald is because they made a deal to where Ronald McDonald would make commercials of like how to exercise on like Toon Disney. Damn. <laughs> what isn't Jack in the Box guy still? Um, no, he's more I of an would... adult mascot. You never see. Yeah, he's aimed towards adults. I don't really think any kids are like, man, I can't wait for the new uh, Jack in the Box kids meal because <laughs> I don't know if Jack in the Box gives out toys. It's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, think they, they did have toys at one point. I don't remember. I mean, it's like you always see toys for like Burger King and McDonald's, but you never hear about it for like Wendy's or Sonic's or whatever. Mm. Wendy's had Teen Titans Go toys. Ah, I remember. <laughs> There was like a raven thumb or <laughs> yeah, they were weird. Well, I was going to say something inappropriate about raven and thumbs, but anyway, hey. <laughs> Speaking of Teen Titans Go, that actually, since we have someone that works on that, that, that um, I mean, obviously you get a lot of like a like backlash from a big group of people. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. oh. So, uh, which by the way, uh, I worked on really shitty internet cartoons, like um, you know, like memes and your mama jokes, and like I've gotten people come up to me like, I lost respect for you. The, the most important thing to know is that. Anyone who says that, like, first off, we probably didn't even know you existed, so your respect was worthless to us. 
<laughs> that's all. It kind of sucks because I want to post about the things I worked. Oh yeah. The things I worked on uh, Titans, mm-hmm. but like people just reblog it. Like I'm like, oh, this this drawing I did for Teen Titans has like a hundred notes, and it'll all be like, oh, this show sucks. What the show? And I'm like, oh. why don't you reblog it? To say that. What the <laughs> fuck? But. My favorite thing about Teen Titans Go criticism is that, like, you could easily describe the backlash that Teen Titans Go got and it would equally work with the original show because everyone at the time hated it because it wasn't as serious and realistic looking as the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because it was a goofier interpretation of it. So it's I think that's just Teen Titans Go's, like, that it's doomed. That's its fate. Or Teen Titans in general. Yeah. Like, the original, yeah, because the comics were much more... I don't know, like, everything in the 2000s was trying to be anime, and I guess there were still a lot of people who were angry about that. I think the first Teen Titans was, like, the first thing... um, It might not be the first thing, but it was the first thing I remember where it was trying to do that anime style. Oh, yeah. I I really loved the original series. I remember being excited about it, and we were at, like, our friend's house, and we had to, like, play football and i was like screw that i'm gonna go watch the premiere of teen titans <laughs> i found it so confusing like okay what's this team and why is robin here where's batman yeah yeah but uh it's it's a fun show to work on like we get treated really well the production is really smooth the the creators or the the showrunners are uh really funny and they just want to make a silly show and they're they're very sarcastic too like i know Pan, you've played that clip of them being like, oh, no, we've never seen the original show. Yeah, yeah. Which is, that's just them, like, being funny. They've seen it. They love the show. We actually had, on the first season, one of the directors was a director on the original show. I I went back to that one clip where they're saying, we never saw the original. Like, I could hear under their breath, like, we're just kidding. They try so hard to put, like, references to the original because they love it so much. But everyone's like, stop making fun of the original. And they're like, yeah. Oh, I, I hate people who are like, you can't make fun of this cartoon. It's sacred. You know, you can't make jokes about this or make a parody on this. It's like, it's a fucking cartoon. Chill out, bro. <laughs> Chill out, man. And they always put references and things for the fans to look at that's, for, like, from the comics. And all oh, that. yeah. Like, they... Like, reference all the dc stuff like so much you, you got to do one right yeah, like, yeah i got to, i got to put there's um what episode was it uh, i think it's the one the one where they eat fortune cookies and then they they only do what the fortune cookies say and like robin goes to the the mailbox and uh he he gets like a magazine with Harley Quinn on it, and I got to draw that. I got to that was my joke that I added because they were like put some put like some reference on the the magazine, and I was like, has Harley Quinn been in the show yet? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm putting her in there. It's always awesome uh, when you get to like ab lip a little bit, and then the like because I've done the freelance animation where like they they have like a storyboard, and then like I've added a joke here and there and some stuff. And then, like, I pass it off to him, and I'm always half expecting to be like, "Oh, can you cut that part out?" <laughs> but it, but uh, when, when it goes through, it feels amazing, especially mm-hmm. when you see people re- re- like in the comments section be like, "Oh, I like that part. That's really funny." Didn't you when they become the Ninja Turtles in one episode? Uh, you added a joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> so did you guys see that one? Yeah. Where, <laughs> and they become grotesque, monsters. horrible, grotesque monsters. I got to board that, but there's a joke like Robin walks in, and they're all dressed like the turtles. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And Starfire's like, don't worry, Robin. It's only the mask, see? 
the trailer where it's like, just a mask, bro. Just a mask. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me, like, that episode where the Teen Titans make fun of the Ninja Turtles. Like, I don't know how they got away with that since it looks so close to, you know, the actual Ninja Turtles. The, they're not the Ninja Turtles. The, they're the, the adolescent uh, skateboarding turtle dudes. Samurai turtle, something like that. I think they, because I think all their masks are, like, pink. <laughs> I think that's how they got away with it. Cause, and they're turtle-sized. Yeah, none of the turtles are pink. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anyone to join me. I'm not looking up clips. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's an, I don't know, because there's an episode where the Teen Titans meet uh, characters that kind of sort of are su- are parodies of the Ninja Turtles. They're not the Ninja Turtles, but they look close enough, sort of. Yeah. But I also like the fact that they mock the, how uh, the new show uses Booyaka Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's not uh, the voice of Beast Boy also on the new Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, like, it, it, like Teen Titans has Booyah, and then the Turtles comes along with Booyaka Shaw, which is <laughs> added something else. <laughs> yeah, totally similar. And it's clear the 2012 Ninja Turtles. It's kind of going for the same tone as the uh, tw- 2003 uh, uh, Teen Titans show with a mm-hmm. sort of anime-ish style to it. Yeah, I don't know. For Teen Titans, like it feels like they pretty much let you all do whatever the hell you guys want, since there's no, <laughs> there's such weird. Weird ass episodes. They really do. Like uh, right now, there's um, like a five part series going on where they're just stuck on an island, mm-hmm. making fun of like Gilgan's Island Survivor and Survivor. No and, loss. Yeah. You know, it's just um, yeah. The two the two writers they just like write whatever they want, and we're like, okay. And then well, Pete yeah. sings all those funny songs. Yeah, our d- director Pete. He he does like. All, all the songs, and he sings most of them, and sometimes he even sings as Cyborg, because he kind of sounds like Cyborg. <laughs> oh, so Cyborg doesn't sing his own songs? I, I think sometimes he does, but sometimes it's our director, Pete, because mm-hmm. he just sounds like him. Oh, yeah, so he's a composer for the show. Uh, No, he he's a oh. songwriter. Like, he writes the lyrics. And, oh, okay. And sing like, the song. So he gave us the uh, Waffle song also, I assume. All, all the songs are from him. Oh my gosh, I love that song. Yes, Waffles XD. <laughs> uh, speaking of music, have you guys, because so far you, you're both visual people, have you thought about with uh, jumping back to the, the reason for the podcast, The Long Gone Gulch, have you thought about music? Like what vibes you want? Yes. Want to go ahead? Um, we want, so like we use that track for our trailer and that's like, Kind of like surf meets like Western kind of vibe. Like a weird techno kind of. Yeah, there's there's a weird band. Weird noises. Yeah, can I mention the Messer? If you want to. Yeah, there's a band called the the Messer Chups. They're um, uh, I think they're either Russian or Swedish, but they're like this crazy kind of surf band, and they have this one album. It's kind of like techno-y surf with like a Western vibe. And I think we were, we were going to use one of their tracks and just kind of have, um, like, we don't want the music to be straight up Western. We want, like, some rockabilly and some some kind of little things sprinkled out. Mm-hmm. Mm. I assume rockabilly would be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But is there any other things you want to add to uh, Long Gone Gulch and tell us about? Uh... Um, we just want to make a cool 
cartoon. We want it to be very sort of classic, lots of cool poses, kind of how, Tara, you do them on, on the, the, um, the Mickey show. Yeah. Where um, the character designers will design, like, special poses, and they've done this on, you know, Powerpuff and Dexter. Those are all the people I work with, so I'm, I learn from them yeah. to, like, line of action and so I think, silhouette. I think what, like, our show will feel a little more like one of those shows. So, yeah, support the Lungong Gold Kickstarter. Please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, all your characters look fantastic. Which Thanks, one do you think? Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, which one of them do you think? Uh, like, what came out the quickest? You like, because I know there's always like one character that like um, you struggle with finding what the final design is. Versus there's another character you probably get it within like that. You know. So Rawhide went through a lot of pro- like she went through a lot of designs where she had pigtails and she was more like uh, Jesse from Toy Story kind of vibe, and then. Uh, once we got that look where her hair is like all pushed one side, we just like she was always mm-hmm. that at that point. She always had the stripes and yeah. uh, the hair over the eye. But uh, with everyone else, they all like changed pretty rapidly through. I wasn't I wasn't happy with Snag for a while. He he yeah he had a huge change. Like he he uh, he was super lanky, and then he had square feet at one point. And yeah, and um. The, the side characters came out pretty fast. Like, Zach designed three characters, and I designed three characters. So I, I did uh, BW, uh, Rawhide, and the mayor, and then Zach did Squatch, Pinchley, and Snag. Mm-hmm. We, we want to push the designs. We want stuff that looks different. Like, we have the Sasquatch character, and we didn't want him to be, you know, just like another kind of ape man. So I gave him kind of like that Muppet, Muppet mouth arms. and the Muppet mouth. And he has like, he has no fingers. It's just like fur balls. <laughs> fur mitts. We're, we love like interesting designs. So we're trying to push that as much as we can. So I guess we can get into, oh, the only bits of news, I guess. Mac tonight. Big news, everybody. Now you can get a Big Mac at McDonald's for an incredibly low 99 cents. So make it a Big Mac tonight. Actual news this time. Hey, remember a day with SpongeBob? It was this uh, lost, unauthorized mockumentary of sorts of SpongeBob SquarePants, and it was not done by Nickelodeon at all and people have been trying to find it I made a video on it which the video ended up on Gawker of all places so I was on Gawker as a brief Gawker uh, it's that one tabloid website that Hulk Hogan destroyed oh cool so yeah go appreciate that before Hulk Hogan just power slams uh, Gawker to hell (laughs) recently one of our friends uh, what's his name Bedhead Bernie that's his name okay so he made a video update the guy in charge of A Day with Spongebob and it turns out A Day with Spongebob was never actually made and it was still in production and the Amazon listing was just to get hype and maybe some pre-orders well I don't know. Let me. I'll just link to it below so you can see the full story on what happened with a day with SpongeBob. Wait, wait. So it's not a porno? <laughs> no. The worst part is I did that in the video. Like I, here's what happened. I made a fake CD, a fake DVD box set. I put it together and then I made a fake DVD menu. Like I animated the DVD menu. You know, like when you move the 
the cursor around the DVD menu and you see a slight pause and some pixelation when you select mm-hmm. something. I did that. Like, I tried to make an authentic-looking DVD in that video. <laughs> so what you saw was freaking fake as tits and nobody donated... <laughs> oops. Nobody donated that to me. Uh. It was all a lie. But I, I thought it came off as a, a joke, as an obvious joke, but a lot of people really thought it was a porno. From what oh, they saw. How am I? How am I ever going to trust you again? But look, it was it was a good uh, fake of it, you know. And I'm apologetic. Oh, yeah. You hurt me, and it's your fault for believing in me. I never asked to be believed in. But yeah, so a day with SpongeBob doesn't really exist, but they're gonna make it exist. Go watch the video in the description. Somewhere in an alternate universe, it exists. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever worked at Nickelodeon. Uh... No. No. I don't know if they even know about it. <laughs> I I found out about it from your video. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think there's a creepy pasta about it too. <laughs> oh yeah, there's bound to be of that. Yeah. But uh next uh thing, Willem Dafoe is going to play Ryuk in the 2017 Netflix Death Note movie. Anyone what? know what Yeah, so apparently Netflix is making a Death Note movie and William Did he already make a live action thing for that. Well, it was in Japan, but this is the English version with an all-white and one black guy cast. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the other cast members. I don't know who they are, but it kind of looks like uh, the cast of High School Musical or something. Willem Dafoe, like, I guess with uh, Green Goblin, like, I can see him doing that character, even though I never watched much of Death Note, but, you know, I, I can picture him. Well, yeah, he kind of looks like that character. I don't know if he's going to be CG or they're going to do makeup, but he was in a, a movie called Shadow of the Vampire, where he... It was like a fake, like making of the movie Nosferatu, and he played the vampire. Oh yeah, he played like Nosferatu, and he's like he he got nominated for an Academy Award for it. Oh, okay, I know what movie you're talking about now. Yeah, the one where the behind the scenes of Nosferatu. Now I remember. Yeah, where he's a real vampire. Ah, uh, okay. But has anyone, any of you all seen Death Note? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> what do you all think of this? I like I liked it when it came out. I saw a picture of that the Ryu guy and I was like he's awesome I want to read this and I I read most of the comics and then I kind of like my anime phase kind of died <laughs> and I I saw the movie and I thought it was okay the Japanese movie yeah mm-hmm. I thought just thought it was weird that in the trailer they played Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> <laughs> like what does this have to do with death note <laughs> well i know in like uh for the jap some one piece film in japan uh they played avril lavigne they did <laughs> he was a pirate boy she was a better boy. oh no i really enjoyed death note for the first half of the the story when l was still involved and then like they they I, I when it was just you know two sides fighting each other and one side lost and they kept going I'm done. You know, like, I, I don't, the story's not nearly as strong. So what do you think of uh, Willem Dafoe as uh, real? He looks like him, so it's cool. Yeah. It, it could be good. He, everything he does is great. He's one of my favorite actors. He doesn't exactly have the body to be Ryuk, but um, hopefully, like, his face, like, maybe they CG his face onto something. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Ryuk's literally, like, a head stapled onto a body, so it works. Yeah. I guess so. It'll look like uh, that... Uh, young Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy were just <laughs> two composites together. You just see the outline of his neck. Speaking of Ryuk, when I when I was into Death Note, it was kind of around the time where, like, ch- chibi stuff was getting popular. Yeah. Bought this Ryuk chibi plushie that was, like, mm. it was kind of big, but I was like, yeah, this is cool. 
and then when I got out of like my Death Note phase, uh, I tried to sell it on eBay and no one would buy it. <laughs> and I even made it like a dollar and like no one would buy it. And then I just had this thing for years just in my closet. I tried to give it to my friends who still liked Death Note and they didn't even want it. <laughs> and it just plagued me for years. And then like, like, I think just the other like last year. Yeah, like last time I was back home visiting, like my my brother's girlfriend's brother, who's like I didn't even expect him to like anime because he's sort of like a like a skater kid. Was like, oh yeah, I love Death Note. Was he a skater boy? He was a skater boy. Skater <laughs> <laughs> boy. He was like, I love Death Note, and I'm like, oh, I have this. Ryuk plushie, do you want it? And he's like, yeah, I want it. Your curse has been lifted. Oh, yeah. See you later, boys. (laughs) See you later, (laughs) boys. So it took you years just to get rid of this one plush? Yeah, since it it came out, I've had that stupid thing. (laughs) You you never thought of, like, throwing it away? Uh, I did, and I, there was a time where I I thought I did throw it away, (laughs) and and then I was... It's like Chucky. It's like well, Chucky. He, threw, he threw it out the window, and then like he turns around sitting on the couch. Oh no! It's like that, that scene in the mask where he throws it out the window and it boomerangs back. <laughs> That's what happens. I like to think you're like about to put it in the dumpster, and then its hand grabs yours. Yeah, and then I it, it writes my name in the death note or something. <laughs> oh fuck! I had because like I was so into it. I had like a real death note. I'm gonna rip all you guys. How, how old were you? I was in high school. I was probably a freshman in high school. I think that's when it was when it came out. Yeah. I wrote Ryuk plushie in the Death Note, and it didn't work. <laughs> so um, I have a similar story. I have a I have a giant Slimer plushie. <laughs> nice. Uh, a friend of mine, um, an ex roommate of mine, and a really good friend. Him and his girlfriend went to the fair without me. And then they won this prize. And then, like, I went over to a place and it's just, like, sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I love Ghostbusters. And then, like, six months later, I moved out into my own apartment. And, like, she comes – his girlfriend comes over and goes, hey, I got you a housewarming gift. And it was just like, here's this giant Slimer. And I'm like – in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know this wasn't a housewarming gift. I know you guys got sick of it oh. being in your apartments. <laughs> Please just take it. How big one? Uh, it's huge. Like, uh, let me. Uh, I will look on Instagram. I know I got a picture somewhere for you. Slimer's at least cool. I mean, recently, like, I've been just getting tired of having so much stuff, and like, I don't know for Comic Con, like, you know, I, I wasn't getting as much stuff that I wanted before. You know, just getting whatever garbage. Like, I saw there were some exclusive over the garden wall plushes, and you actually got those. Yeah. Oh, like, I was thinking about it, but it's like I don't need any more stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah! I, I even saw that someone was selling like the record soundtrack of we got that as well. Oh, <laughs> the LP of it. Those were the only like exclusives we got, and yeah. then I just got Mr. Sparkle, and that's like what we I mean, like I also saw they were uh, making a some sort of statue vinyl thing of Marceline, and it looks really good. But it's like, do I want this? But I mean, I, I, it wasn't for sale; it was just previewed there. You're talking to the wrong people because we're always compulsive buying toys. I don't know, like, <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. You'll probably get to a point where it's like, no more. Uh, no. Oh yet. my god, that's a humongous fit thing. Jeez. That was back when I was a boy. Oh god. 
that looks like uh, the the green goblin on the on the front of the truck <laughs> in uh, with a which maximum movie? overdrive. Maximum, maximum overdrive. overdrive. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie where uh, I think was it Stephen King who just comes out on screen and just says, "For years, Hollywood has made movies based on my books." But I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Was that that movie? It was more of an action comedy movie. I don't think it was supposed to be well, funny, but it was. No, 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 because because that was that was him being like, oh, man, other directors can't do me right. I'm going to do me. And that was the only movie he directed himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's true. Yeah. The trailer is amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. I like that scene where he he's in it and like the, the ATM machine calls him an asshole. <laughs> he's like, Dip. he says something like. Honey, this machine called me an asshole. Come on over here, sugar bun. This machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> I vaguely remember that, yeah. Although what sucks is, like, I got that movie confused with the movie Duel by Steven Spielberg, and I was just watching Duels, like, when the f- when's that truck going to come out? Oh, my God, this movie's <laughs> so slow. There's a better movie about evil cars called Christine that John Conrad... Oh, oh yeah. of course. Yeah, and I I never thought I would like a movie about an evil car, but it may, they make you care about the car, which is really really crazy. But crap, what was I talking about? But oh yeah, a bunch of like Comic Con stuff that I was like, do I want this? No, but like um, I, okay for the the Disney XD show Pickle and Peanut and Future Worm. I don't know. There was an autograph session which I going on, which not very many people showed up for since uh, no one really liked Pickle and Peanut except for me. <laughs> but, like, they just had this giant paper mache, I think, future worm statue. Oh, that's a that's a mascot costume, I think, the of the crew made themselves. A, a mascot costume, and they just left it there. Like, I saw the crew members just walking away from it and just leaving it in the middle of the convention area. And um, someone says, hey, what about that thing? Are you going to pick it up? And it's like, we'll bring it, we'll get it back later. And I don't know, I come back the next day, and it was still there, just near the, in the autograph area. And nobody was there, and nobody moved it. And I'm, I was, like, hesitant, like, should I steal this? <laughs> Should I take this gigantic ass mascot costume of a cartoon nobody knows about? <laughs> like, would any like would Disney's lawyers be like, "Look, you got to give us back the future worm mascot, you asshole"? <laughs> if you put it on, everyone would just thought it was like, oh, no one would know what the fuck you are, but they'd be like, it's a cosplay. Am I prepared? <laughs> am I prepared to go to prison over Future Worm, <laughs> a show that hasn't premiered yet? It's okay. Andy Milanakis will vouch for you. Oh, right. He's doing, is he doing the voice for the kid? Yeah, he's yeah. the kid. The problem was, like, uh, taking it on the plane. That'd be another issue. You wear you it. I take it for it. I'm still thinking about it. Like, how would <laughs> I have taken it and brought it home? <laughs> like, what's the shipping price? Or how can I take it on the plane? Like, what, would it be like... You might have to wear it on the plane. <laughs> I don't think anyone else would enjoy that at all. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the, I, I know I keep going back to you guys' Kickstarter, but talking about toys, uh, the first thing I did when I saw that you have the statues of the two main characters, I scrubbed through seeing which what was the money to get the actual toys. Oh, and I, uh, <laughs> those were made by my friend who makes really <laughs> amazing maquettes. But since people have asked so much uh, for toys, we've made it a stretch goal to make some toys. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Make making yeah, it'd be cool. It's like making toys is hard though. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because there's Kickstarter's dedicated dedicated to exclusively just toys. Yeah. That I've yeah. donated to and still haven't got anything from. Aww. But. Oh. <laughs> Kickstarters sometimes suck. Like, not not your guys. You guys is doing fine. You guys answered all the questions right and such. But it's like, um, I, I assume there's. I have a big distrust regarding Kickstarters now. Right. Um, we had, like, mostly we had, video games. Yeah, we had like a poll, and then people were just saying. We just asked, like, what would you guys back out of all these websites? And everyone picked Kickstarter, and uh, we were just like, okay, this must be the good one. But then everyone's like, no, I don't trust this kind of stuff on Kickstarter. Like, well, what you guys picked this one? Like. Mm-hmm. What, well, it's not so much uh, the site like Indiegogo, GoFundMe, or anything else. It's just more that like I think a lot of people have been burnt by big projects. Right. Like uh, I mean, Mighty Number no. Nine a lot has a huge backlash. Um, there's there's a dozen Kickstarters that I've donated fifty you to hundred bucks. And so the got- video game Kickstarter and the other podcast, mm-hmm. right? You back or something? Forget. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Which, I forget which one you were talking about, but. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks because the people that do want to make stuff, like, it sort of, like, makes them look bad because it's like, oh, this this other Kickstarter didn't do well or they, they just took the money and run, you know. But, like, there are people that will, like, make it and you should, if you like it, you should trust it. Yeah, we just hope that it's, like, a really great outlet for people who want to make something that are in the industry, you know, like, that or anybody really could make something that they really like wanted to and it's like i feel i hope that other people see this and be like i want to make something you know like there is other outlets besides like studios you know Mm -hmm. i think uh right now at least for me it's uh knowing that you guys work in the industry was a really big factor like you guys have already a really polished art style the animation looks great from what you've done and then also you know like you said you have a resume and because um, that, that's a big issue that people were first part, you know, when for, Kickstarter first started coming out, everyone's like, oh, man, this is a great concept for a game. But then the person has literally no experience whatsoever. Uh-huh. And that's where it goes downhill really quickly is they don't know how to budget it. They don't they don't have the experience for it. And then you have on the other end, big companies just using Kickstarter as a way to fund their stuff without like no no risking themselves because they're just getting money for free, essentially, to put production into it. So there's a big distrust. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you you guys are legit animators. You know what you're doing. We're not trying to scam anybody. We just want to make something that is fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like twenty five million is. I mean, twenty five thousand isn't that much for animation. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, we don't need twenty five million dollars for this. <laughs> we could make the the greatest pilot ever with that much <laughs> with money. Twenty five million dollars. So was that like a pep talk? Oh yeah. That was a great shot. <laughs> hey, I don't do it. I don't do it. I'm not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. Suicide Squad. Ready PG-13. Experience it in IMAX 3D. We're going to talk about Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, yeah. I saw Suicide Squad, but none, none of you guys did. I'm no. literally seeing it after this podcast. Yeah, I thought it was like, okay, I love the characters, but like the it's clear the editing and story, it's like it falls apart really badly. Like you can feel them rushing through a bunch of scenes. What even is the story? Because I've I've watched every trailer and clip, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, what what are they trying to do? Um, essentially, uh, some government lady, Catmus or whatever. Her name's not Catmus, but uh, she works for Catmus, I assume. I think. But anyway, she just says, "Hey, what if Superman 
bust into the White House. Who's gonna stop him? That's why I hired these guys, the Suicide Squad, who really don't have any powers. I mean, there's the guy who shoots fire. I, I guess he can do so, do a little bit of damage to Superman, but not really. But yeah, we got these guys. If Superman ever does anything bad and something happens, and sh they're like, "Hey, you guys, go into the city and uh, st stop this bad thing from happening." Okay, bye. Thanks. Uh -huh. oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's the movie. But it's so poor. It's very poorly edited, and like a lot of characters are just like introduced and just like do either nothing or just get killed off instantly. Hmm. I mean, like, well, I mean, if it's not Harley Quinn, Will Smith, and uh, the Joker, I don't think anyone cares who the other characters are. Oh well, it's this movie is mostly Will Smith's and uh, Harley Quinn's movie, and I like those characters. <laughs> but um, the Joker edited for Killer Croc. Oh, they he finally put him in it. He he doesn't do much, but he was funny at least. Oh, <laughs> oh I love Killer Croc. Darn, yeah, a lot of stuff got cut out. Like, I mean, every DC movie, I assume, is just gonna be the unlimited edition on Blu-ray. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just just wait for that. Just wait for the three-hour cut where you actually get the movie that you wanted. But um, yeah, the Joker is overhyped to hell because he has like about 10 minutes of screen time yeah like there's so much hype around him and i was starting to think like is it really even that good and i wasn't too impressed with him in the clips and the trailers i was like okay it just sounds like he's like trying to not be heath ledger but i don't know yeah i mean like other than the origin story at the beginning for harley like the joker was not needed in this film at all needed to no. get people in the seats i'm trying to think of a character that's hyped up and like they're like oh he's coming he's coming and he shows up for a minute and leaves like i'm trying to think of is there a character in something that does that the new star wars with the with luke skywalker yeah oh well Hi. no i think a better comparison would be um what's her name the the silver lady the silver stormtrooper um Phasmus, Phantasmus. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. You know that lady. Goes in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. And figuratively. Joker is this year's uh, Phasma or whatever her name was. Like what's funny in Star Wars, like people were hyping up that silver stormtrooper when really the one stormtrooper that stole the show was the guy who said traitor. And he does that spinny wheel thing with that with that baton and <laughs> fights like that guy. That's the stormtrooper everyone loves. They should have just made that Captain Phasma. Yeah. Maybe they'll make a special edition where they change that into Phasma. Maybe. It would make sense because she just said like traitor and all that. So. Yeah. I don't know because she was... His, like, officer, right? Yeah. Joker was overhyped, but, you know, uh, Will Smith and uh, Harley were cool. Oh, and also Diablo, <laughs> which he does something at the end where it's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> like, it, the movie just becomes Killer Instinct by the end. It's just like, this is stupid oh, as balls. I <laughs> like, like Killer Instinct. The, the like, it feels like a mix between, um, yeah, Killer Instinct and the Power Rangers. Like, this is so... <laughs> oh, my God. It's, Are you talking about Killer Instinct, the game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like uh -oh. <laughs> it's just like, what's going on? Why are we doing this? Why would we hire this team, not just a group of SWAT teams, you know? I don't know. It's just such a weird movie. But the characters are good. Everything else is just dumb. Does Harley Quinn have a Brooklyn accent? Um, I don't know if that's a Brooklyn accent. You know, the Harley Quinn accent. I whatever. can be missed. I can be vexing. Ah, normal's just a, a setting on the washing machine. That's how Harley sounds, I guess. She's just doing Emily's voice, yeah. Just Emily. <laughs> yeah, Mr. J. I've been smoking two packs a day, and that's why I sound like this. 
I give it a six out of ten. There's a free screening for it at my work, but no one told me about it. Aww. <laughs> Whoops. I'm not sure if we'll see it. I can't wait for Suicide Squad to ch go into Teen Titans Go and cringe it up even more. <laughs> Didn't they have them? We, um... You guys had it on, like, there's, there's a new poster with them in a, uh, a golf cart or something. <laughs> yeah. It's that, um... You might have seen it. It's the big uh, WB. Ban WB banner at, at the studio. Ah, yeah. There's a, a Jared Leto Joker plushie <laughs> in the image. Oh, that reminds me. In Teen Titans Go, like on the couch, there's like a... I keep thinking it's like Finn the Human from Adventure Time, this pillow. What is that pillow exactly? Oh, the plushie guy? Yeah, the plushie on that one pillow in Teen Titans Go. It's a... What's his name? Dark side? No, no, no. There's like another pillow that's just white. Like it's shaped like a cat or Finn the human's head from Adventure Time. Oh, okay. I think it's just um, just supposed to be a cute plush animal. Ah, okay. They, I don't think it's supposed to be anything. They're they're always on the couch. Like I always have to like pull the that background to put into my boards. I, I always have to look at that couch. Oh, yeah. By the <laughs> like, way, okay, so they're on the couch. I'm like, oh, okay, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, one character I'd like to see uh, is Argent, even though she did nothing, basically nothing in the old show. Is that the golf girl? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wanted her back, too. We have Jinx. Also good. You know, like, uh, feel free to steal this idea, but, uh, you know, like, there are all the episodes of Girls' Night Out. Well, um, you can always have Goth's Night Out, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you consider... Who is it? Rose Slate's daughter. Is she goth? I don't know, but she's cool still, yeah. She has a goth attitude. Acceptable, yes. So you guys want to get into the questions? Sure. Okay. They say the user lives outside the net and inputs games for pleasure. No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out. Reboot! Alright, so questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find in the comments of the of the YouTube video that this podcast is on. So our first question is by Hmm. Ah, Eddie W. Question. Has there ever been a reboot that was as good, if not better, than the original show? Teen Titans Go. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> The Mickey Mouse shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teen Titans Go and make it, it brought us Lady Legacies and that really expands the uh, mythos of Teen Titans and you know. Those legs, mama. Uh, I'm, surprised about, I'm surprised about all the uh, perverted stuff that they get away with on Teen Titans Go. We can do legs. That's about all we can do. So. <laughs> and our, I think our director Luke, who did that episode, was like, "Yeah, I really like legs." Oh God. <laughs> I was like. I was like, awesome, me too. <laughs> How much should I cut this out? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to cut that out. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I really like uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Totally forgot. That's that was, my favorite of all of It might, might be better than the original, even though I love like scooby-doo zach likes scooby-doo sorry pen yeah <laughs> well uh, that why well, I, I just hate the oversaturation of scooby-doo but yeah mr incorporated is great true yeah mr incorporated and zombie island yeah. that's all Scooby-Doo yeah, I you <laughs> and also uh which is ghost oh, and so which is that ghost. had the hex girls oh that it's got goss in it so okay. it's honestly good i i forgot to tell you tara but on on Friday, I was doing some sketching, and I, I redesigned the Hex Girls. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on. Just for fun, because I was like, hmm, I want to, like, play with these designs. 
that song is in his Halloween mixes. <laughs> the song. I love that. Oh, speaking. Uh, did you uh, the, the the Sky Cycle? I think is the ones that did the music for the Zombie Island, yeah. where like it had uh, yes. Terror Time and. Terror. Uh, that's in my mix too. I just so think you say Terror Time, so I'm just like this song's about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more music question thing. Um, have you guys listened to Ailstorm at all? Mm, no, who are they? Uh, they they're just they're pirate metal. Pirate metal. Oh, it's it's metal music about the living the life of a pirate. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. It's uh, so good. I, I first listened to it. I had Pandora on like a comedy station, and then they did a cover of the "You Are a Pirate." Uh-huh. And then uh, I was like, uh, okay, that's cool, man. Their, their album art looks really piratey. Maybe they have like a bunch of stupid pirate music. And then like it's all like legit, like no, not like joke music, but just straight up pirate music. And it's so good. <laughs> oh, they have Halloween songs. I don't know. They, they seem to be pretty focused on the pirate thing. What, what are they called again? Uh, Ale Storm. Ale Storm. Yep. Like ginger ale? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like ale and pirate drinks. Ale Storm, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's so good. And now I listen to it everywhere I go. So everywhere's an adventure. <laughs> like do you ever hear like a weird oddly specific song or something and you want to like make a character or something based on that song i actually yeah. wrote a story i want to do a story where uh, a pirate crew it's like two one pirate chasing after another one uh this obviously was inspired by ailstorm because <laughs> because there's a line in one of the songs where it's like uh we cannot uh we are cursed until we all die and then um I thought it would be really cool if there's a pirate crew that gets cursed where they're living forever, but half the crew wants to die, but half the crew wants to live forever. So they split up, and so now it's like one crew chasing after the other one, trying to kill like, them. Spy <laughs> versus spy with pirates. So all of them yeah. have to die. All of them have to die by uh, midnight. Die. Or they we regenerate. That. That's pretty awesome. We did that with Long Gone Gulch. We have the the Ghost Riders, like from the song oh, yeah. Ghost Riders in the Sky, and uh, Snag has a a hot rod called the mean machine which song. is a, a cramp song called the mean machine that's awesome people are gonna love those references mm-hmm. the more esoterica references the more it's like you know yeah enjoyable mm-hmm. did you guys have any reboots that aren't our shows oh yeah like <laughs> yeah, going back to the question of reboots better than the original i think anything that's a reboot of an 80s cartoon is always better than the 80s cartoon because they were just toy commercials back then but that new voltron yeah new voltron which i haven't seen yet but everyone loves yeah i haven't oh. seen it yet either but i keep hearing it's really good yeah i don't like voltron like the original like it, just a bunch of lions becoming one giant man thing just seems stupid <laughs> to me but uh like the, the lion hands i can't get past the fucking lion hands. <laughs> look we gotta grab on something somehow and the, their hand their claw i mean their the jaws are still there mouth. Yeah. But the new cartoon is just like, it, it's a really well-crafted story. It's pretty awesome. Oh, but uh, I think a lot of people forgot about the uh, 2002 He-Man reboot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Was, I don't, I watched it, but I was, I don't remember much about it. If you ever want to see He-Man as a badass, like, here it is, the 2002 <laughs> He-Man, which I remember it aired on Cartoon Network and Toonami forever yeah. ago but like in fifth grade like me and my friends were always making fun of it just because of the name like why is his name he man that's a stupid name <laughs> well sister is she-ra so yeah it's like <laughs> she girl <laughs> no she hulk <laughs> i think in any other reboots that i could beast wars oh yeah 
Because that oh. technically was a reboot of the this franchise. What about the the new adventures of Mighty Mouse? Oh, is that the Netflix one? No, no, the the one that Ralph Bakshi did. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all like like John Kay and all those guys got their start on. I recall, I, th- I think this was the reason it got canceled, but wasn't there, I know there was a scene where Mighty Mouse has a flower, he crushes the flower and it turns into powder and he snorts the powder. Yeah. <laughs> was, that's why, that's how it got canceled. But <laughs> I just want to see that. I don't yeah. know if I- that. If I find it, I'll link it in the description below. Well, he, he, is it subtle or does it go? <laughs> no, he, it, he, so he, <laughs> like the, this girl gives him a flower and it like crumbles and he like saves it because he likes the girl. And then he's like thinking about her. He just wants to smell the flower because <laughs> oh. like how you smell a flower, but it goes up his nose. <laughs> oh. There's actually a whole um, documentary about the making of those. It's actually really good. And they got like Bakshi and John Kay, Bruce Tim, um, a them. bunch of Pixar guys. Just them as babies. Yeah, and they're all they're all doing the interview, and it's uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. Oh, what's funny? I was like, look for ideas. I was looking up animation reboots and, on Google, and like one of the first thing that pops up is my own video on top ten worst reboots. Oh, yay! Oh. Nice. I'm relevant, and when I go into uh, the images, it's mostly the show reboot. Um. <laughs> Are they rebooting reboot? Apparently. Yeah, like they, they keep talking about that, but I don't know if, if we're going to see that eventually ever. It's kind of an unfortunate name now since reboot is such a broad name so that anyone can, I don't know. You, it's hard to find just reboot cartoon. Well, you fun. just found it. <laughs> I, know, I know, but like, you know, like you want to talk about reboot and you're like rebooting what? No, I'm talking about reboot the cartoon it's one of those one-word names for a show that's, like, you know, hard to Google sometimes. Yeah. Should be, like, like the Abbott and Costello, who's on first. Yeah, basically. See the reboot? Reboot? <laughs> reboot what? Reboot. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you, what's reboot? What's rebooted? Reboot. Yeah. <laughs> you keep saying reboot, but you're not. 26 half-hour episodes were purchased, at least. Like, money was spent. Okay, so <laughs> maybe they are still working on it. As of, uh, like, a year ago. And there's some concept art that's floating around. Uh, Bob just has, like, a, a helmet that looks like he's from um, Dash Punk. I guess next question. All right, this is a personal question for me, but Tall B says, Question, when the hell is Loki IRL coming back, my webcomic? <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, about two-thirds done, and I've got videos to do, but it's almost it's getting there. It's almost done. Like, for anyone who saw me at Comic-Con, I passed out, like, uh, trading cards of my characters that have a link to issue two, like the preview of it, of what's done. We got some of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. So if anyone has one of those, you can uh, put the link in the back and you can read the comic ahead of time. Anyone else? Sorry, you got to wait still. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is uh, last year, Loki IRL came out August 30th, and August 30th's coming up, so maybe I can get it done, hopefully, by then. Like an anniversary, you know? Hopefully. I don't know. But yeah, next question. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Question. Pen, what's your favorite Mexican candy? Does anyone have a, any favorite Mexican candies they ever tried? I am also Mexican, so yeah. <laughs> I have some. I like Della Rosa's as a kid. Mm-hmm. Explain what that is. They're little, little cylinder powdered peanut butter tasting uh, things with like a rose on top. I, would, I ate like a whole 
a whole bunch of them at one point and got super sick off of it. Are they cookies or? No, they're just like pushed powder kind of. Yeah. Like if, if you touched it, they would crumble and they get everywhere. And it's like almost like a grayish white, but it got everywhere. But I used to eat them all the time. For me, I never found those appealing. I don't know. They just look so powdery. It's like, I don't want to eat that at all. I assume they were bread. I didn't know they were peanut butter. Yeah, they tasted like a weird peanut butter taste. But for me, uh, I, my favorite Mexican candy is uh, Paleta Payaso, which is uh, basically, okay, on the on the cover, you see like this happy clown. So you think the candy is going to look like this big happy clown. And when you open oh, it, yeah. it's it, it's just a brown chocolate circle with like two gumdrop eyes and a crappy <laughs> smiley face made of gummy worms or whatever. It's all altered and like deformed yeah. inside the packaging. Yes, yeah, it's, it's usually crushed or smushed, <laughs> and on, on the chocolate outer, it's a uh, marshmallow inside, so it's still pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, the cover just hypes you up for something that's not there. I like those those Vero Mango Mexican suckers with the chili powder on it. Yeah, the the like the the ones that are shaped like an accordion. Yeah, and then like it was like a fruit sucker, but it had like chili. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I forget what this is called, but it's like on the top, the cap is shaped like a like an actual baseball cap. And you and you take that off and then you uh, squish it down like it's this tube, this tube dildo sort of thing that you <laughs> squish down. I'm not kidding. And just dispenses um, uh, chili powder or chili sauce or whatever. And you just suck on that. And it's oddly, it's very phallic now that I re- think it? about it. Yeah. Was it like pink or red? And oh, reddish, it like, dark yeah. reddish. You squish, like it's seriously. It's a, it's like this dildo thing that you squish down, and it slowly uh, dispenses this this thick. It was like chili goo. Yeah, but it like as a kid, like it was super hard to like squish down and get the stuff. But like I knew some kids who could just pull out the thing apart and just eat the thing whole. <laughs> <laughs> like it, okay. it probably sits on the shelf so long and then it's like stuck on the sides of the thing yeah it's a very inconvenient uh thing to eat I'll, I'll link to it below so people will know what i'm talking about but i know a while back uh, there was this video where it says americans try uh, mexican candy for the first time and that's when i realized wow this candy's pretty weird now that pe- people bring it up like i grew up with this stuff my whole life but i never really questioned it yeah that and the the suckers with the bugs in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mealworms. Izzy and uh, <laughs> Zatch, uh, have you played, I mean, have you eaten some of this Mexican candy ever? Uh, there's a there's a Mexican ice cream shop that's like walking distance from my house, mm-hmm. from my apartment. Uh, I go in there and I feel really awkward because I feel like, because I'm literally the only like white person they see Honk. the entire day. Like I, I just don't think that. That they always look at me weird, and I'm just like, is, is my is my money good here? Like, can, can I? Uh, but they have like really cheap ice cream that tastes really really good, so I like go in there. Yeah, um, I almost tried this thing. They have ice cream that's like spicy for some reason. Never had that. I was I just it doesn't sound like a good idea, so I just keep going with my 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 coffee flavored chocolate ice cream. I don't know for ice cream. I usually get a birthday cake. Ooh, cake batter. Yeah. They have queso and tequila flavored ice cream that I haven't tried yet. I want that. (laughs) I would try that. Do you guys like the the fried ice cream you get at like certain uh, like Mexican restaurants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cinnamon. Oh, oh, and then there's this, uh, it's like a Tex-Mex place, so it's not really Mexican food, but, uh, I, I think, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, they have this, like, uh, fajitas, it starts with an F, but it's, like, cookie dough, Ooh. and then it's, and then it's, like, deep fried, like, with, a uh, like, chimichanga stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually really, really fucking good. 
Mm. Wow. Send us some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His ex Italian, so he doesn't. <laughs> I don't what? You don't like spicy. I know, I like Mexican food. It just has to be a little mild for my. Yeah, I took him to my house. My little and it's baby like, tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My house, it's all like super legit Mexican food, and then it's like, Zach can't have any of that. <laughs> just give me a gallon of the sour cream. I'll be good. <laughs> just drink that. Random Ninja Kitty. Question. Okay, first off, I want to say I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I listen to almost every one twice and some multiple times. I look forward to it all and I love it all of your profession, personalities and sense of humor. Podcasts help me feel better and Pan has made me want to work in animation. Okay, that was a lot. Well, I guess my question... My question is about school, since you guys work in the industry. Uh, I graduated high school last year. I'm at community college. Uh, I want to pursue an art career, but I don't have a lot of money for school. And I don't know if art school would be worth it. I want to know about what you guys did for school. Did (laughs) Pan go to art school or just take art classes at at college? (laughs) My school doesn't have actual like cartooning or anything we have graphic design so that's somewhat close to it but there was life drawing which you should take yeah drawing real people but you guys what did you do for school and how did it affect your animation industry stuff i didn't go to school (laughs) not college Um, or not in school in general well i went to the high school but i never went to college Mm -hmm. i just i mean i had a single mom and i couldn't afford it even though i had like scholarships and stuff but what I did was I just saved up and then moved out here and networked since I was like 13 uh, and just knew I wanted to do that. So um, you can do you can work in the industry and not have like a, a college degree, but I really would love to have that experience just so I can make my own cartoon, you know, so it's. Like Zach actually went to SBA. I think what what when you're saying make your own cartoon, like because I went to the School of Visual Arts in New York City, and I did the animation program. And um, for like our final year, we get to make like a film. That's like the thing we do the whole year for that whole year, and it's what everything we learn kind of boils down to. But uh, I I found it helpful, and I'm I'm really thankful that I got to go. If you have the chance to go to college, um, you should. But you don't you don't have to to work in animation. It's all about networking, yeah, networking. getting your work out there. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have said this multiple times in the podcast. Yeah. But. Posting online is great to do. They should teach that in schools. Like there should be like <laughs> the Tumblr class <laughs> where <laughs> someone teaches you how to set up Tumblr. Oh man. I remember See, a long time ago, like there were on Tumblr, like the early days of Tumblr, people were like, would it be cool if there was Tumblr University and Tumblr conventions? <laughs> what? Yeah. <Maybe> DashCon. <laughs> yeah, and there was a Tumblr convention, DashCon, and it was the biggest mistake ever. Oh. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the ball pit? Yeah, the, the infamous ball pit. Yeah, it was a convention where pretty much nothing was going on. Nobody got paid or the people who ran it ran away with the money. And all there really was of note there was a big empty hall and a ball pit. With <laughs> and then Did you... <laughs> Did you guys talk about this oh, yeah. on the podcast before? We jokingly said that we were reporting live from DashCon when it was a lie. We were just in our closets recording. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, I do have a couple of things I want to say about the school stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool that Tara didn't go um, because, like, I know that I've, I've I've said on, like, little things for, like, people that work at Pixar, like, yeah, we don't look at degrees. And um, and one of the biggest things that hurt me is that I went to an art institute. Those I went to one in the Midwest. So, like, Xiong uh, didn't understand stuff. And I should have known better, you know. Uh, but, you know, I was the first kid out of my family to graduate high school. So <laughs> no one knew what was coming. So, like, I, I wound up taking a bunch of private loans. And the main reason why I don't live in the oh. L.A. or more expensive areas is because I'm paying, like, two grand a month on my student loans alone. Oh. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I, I'm glad that you guys mentioned that because, uh, you know, sometimes I'll say it and everyone's like, whatever, I'm going to keep going. But um, yeah, there's, I think there's so many people in the industry that either went to school and then dropped out or didn't go to school that are all well known that I'm friends with that uh, are pretty successful. So mm-hmm. everyone's story is different. So it's like you could just take whatever advice you can get and just learn from everybody. But just you, you can do your own path, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I felt because when I was deciding like what to do at college, because I was at the time I was probably into comics more than animation. But I thought like animation is something that might be better if someone teaches me how to do it. And then when I was in college, I kind of like was like, okay, I like animation more. Yeah. So in general, screw CalArts. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to go to CalArts to work in animation either. (laughs) Screw that crap. So I I would say the, the biggest advice is, there's so much you can learn in a classroom, but there's so much more you can learn from actually working on projects. Yes. Like I've learned way more on the Mickey shorts from pretty much all the veterans of Powerpuff Girls, Dexter, Samurai Jack. Like I rather learned from, like I learned so much from them than I probably would have in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like, teach me, draw my drawings. Tell me what I should do to make this drawing better. Oh, is that all the advice you guys got? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small industry, so... If you have an ego, put it away. (laughs) Because I'm secretly wondering, like, oh, no, do these people know who I am and hate me? Uh, (laughs) uh, Is Chris Savino still mad about me liking Lucy Loud? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess that's all for the podcast. Uh, Next video is going to be Coconut Fred, possibly, but... Yay. Don't forget to support Long Gone Gulch on Kickstarter, which Gulch is such a such a unpleasant name. Gulch. Gulch. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, does anyone else have anything to say on Pan Pizza? Where's the pizza? Oh. Do we get pizza? It's over there and Hello. you know, under the where that X is on the floor, next to the rope and box. This is Nolan's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> These two are going to be our replacements for a couple of years or so, however long until they get replaced themselves, you know? It's like the replacements. That was a show. Don't get mad at us. See ya, No. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> when you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather. 
in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. You're, You're so, so fucking, fucking special. special. But I'm, I'm a, a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't care if it hurts. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. I, I want, want you, you to, to notice, notice when, when I'm not around. around. You're so fucking special. I wish I was special. But, but I'm, I'm a, a creep. creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I, I don't, don't belong here. Oh, oh, jeez. Running out again. makes you happy whatever you want you're so fucking special I wish, wish I, I was, was special, special. But, but I'm, I'm a, a creep, creep. I'm, I'm a, a weirdo, weirdo. What, what the, the hell, hell am, am I, I doing, doing here? I don't belong here. I don't belong here.